You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, I want to talk about something that really every one of us as believers, it's one of our biggest battles. And I want to talk about fellowshipping with, with Christ. And I have so many Christians over the years tell me that it's difficult for them to pray or to read the Bible. You know, they love the Lord, and I believe that. But as far as just being able to have a really good relationship and a daily, vibrant fellowship with the Lord, it's difficult for so many people who want to serve the Lord. And so I want to deal with a principle in the Word of the Lord uh, today that I think will help you. And uh, I want to start uh, out of the book of John, chapter 4, and I want to read just one verse. Um, verse 24, it says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so uh, I want to start off by really establishing that God is not like us. He is a spirit being. And the reason I think that many Christians are frustrated is because they are trying to fellowship with God or worship God in a fleshly realm to a spirit being, and it doesn't work. Um, you have two individuals. You are two people. Maybe that's not a good way to say it, but you have a natural man or a flesh man, and then you have a spirit man, and the spirit man comes when you're born again. But both of them are alive, and so whichever one is the dominant is the one that will control you. And so God cannot fellowship with a natural man in a natural realm, and the reason being is because he is a spirit being. One verse says this. It says that the natural man wars against the spirit man. Your natural man does not have the appetites that God has, doesn't have the desires that God has, doesn't have the nature that God has. Um, one, one verse talks about that. I think it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. It, it says this, that, the natural man cannot receive the things of God. And it says the reason why is because they are spiritually discerned or they're understood by the spirit. And it says neither can he understand them. And so the, the man that you feed is the one that's dominant. It doesn't mean your spirit man. Uh, when Jesus told Nicodemus this, he said, you must be born again. And to show you how powerful this verse is, you think of Abraham, you think of David, uh, you think of Job, you think of Joseph in the Old Testament, powerful people in the spirit. But when they died, they didn't go to heaven. They went to Hell was divided into two compartments. One was called Hades, which was a place of torment, and the other one was called Sheol. Sheol was where Old Testament saints went, but they didn't go to heaven. 
You say, why couldn't they go to heaven? Because they weren't spirit beings. They had never been born again. They were doing it by faith. And so God cannot live with people that are not spirit beings. This is why you have to be born again. One of the, I think the number one mistake that the modern church makes today, especially a lot of seeker-friendly churches, is that we are trying to rehabilitate the old man without killing him. And this is palatable to people. But Jesus said this, if you're gonna be my disciple, you have to take a cross daily and follow me. And that's because you have to kill the old man. And the old man doesn't want to die. So it's very difficult for us to crucify the old man on a daily basis. But the only way that you can have fellowship with God because he is a spirit being is that you have to be born again. And of course, we know that the Bible says that when Jesus died, then now the, the lamb has been slain, the demand for sin has been met by Jesus' blood. He now goes down into Sheol, and for the very first time, he now fellowships with Old Testament saints, and he looses them. The Bible says he brought captivity out of, or captive out of captivity, and they now, because of the blood of Jesus and their faith, they are born again. They ascend up into heaven, and there they are with the Lord right now. And so we, it's like trying to mix gas with oil with water. It doesn't, it, you can't mix them. You cannot mix an old man in worship with the spirit being because they are exactly opposite. So, so this is why so many Christians are frustrated in their walk. You know, we talk about people who come back from the Gulf War or whatever, and I think we call it post-traumatic uh, disorder or post-traumatic syndrome. They live in a world of chaos. They still live in a world of battle. Most Christians have post-traumatic disorder because they live in war. They're, they're never at peace because they are trying to make an old nature fellowship with a spirit being. And your natural man will never want to pray, will never want to read the word. And when the natural man tries to pray, it's frustrating. You don't feel anything. When you try to read the Bible out of the, out of the mind of the natural man, it's we, it's, it's, I'm not being humorous here, but they say, well, it's Greek to me. Well, we know the Bible was written in Greek, in the New Testament. But what I, my point is, is that they don't understand it because the natural man can't get a hold of this book. If you're ever going to live in rest and you're ever going to live in peace, you have to be born again. Now, that takes us to another level. When a baby's born to Chinese parents in China, it's gonna grow up speaking Chinese. If a baby's born to Japanese parents in Japan, it's gonna grow up speaking Japanese. If a baby's born to uh, a family in the United States, they're gonna grow up speaking English. A baby 
learns to speak the language of the environment that it lives in. The Bible says this, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Lots of people cannot speak. You know what the language of heaven is? It's faith. People can't speak faith because they, they live in a different environment. They live in a realm of the flesh. And so the flesh speaks out of emotion. One day it's excited because something good's happened, the next day it's depressed. But they are regulated by their environment. Spirit beings are not regulated by the environment of the natural realm. Even though we live in, this, in the flesh, we are not born of the flesh. We live in the environment of heaven. And so we learn to speak the language of the environment that we live in. You have to learn to, to live in the realm of the Spirit. Um, in Galatians, Paul writes, he says, Foolish Galatians, how is it that you have begun in the Spirit, but you're now in the flesh? You're trying to be perfected by the flesh. Too many Christians go back and forth. You have to learn. The Bible says uh, to that we don't walk after the flesh, but we walk after the Spirit. Okay. One verse says, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So we have one where you're following after the flesh, the other one is you're being led by the Spirit. In reality, both are being led. Because if you're following something, then you're being led. Somebody's ahead of you going somewhere, and so, but in a greater sense, being led by the Spirit is, is to some degree different than following after flesh. Following someone doesn't necessarily mean that they're going anywhere. Israel, in the wilderness, they just followed Moses in circles. When you're being led by somebody, they're taking you somewhere. Being in the flesh, you just you repeat the same mistakes, the same weaknesses, the same problems. Soon as you are born again, hallelujah. Boy, uh, the Bible uh, talks about this. It says <clears throat> that if any man be in Christ or he submits himself to Christ, he becomes a new creature. All things pass away. All things become new. Why does God require us to go through the death process? because there has to be a new creation. What is the new creation? It is the spirit man being born in you. Now God can fellowship with you because the Bible says we're not born by the will of man or by flesh and blood, but we are born by the will of God. We are born by the Spirit, not being born of, of, of corruptible seed, the Scripture says, but we are being born by incorruptible seed. What is the incorruptible seed? It's Jesus Christ. When you think about Jesus, uh, the first Adam, we know, fell into sin and failed. Then the Bible talks about the last Adam. It says the first Adam was made a living soul but he wasn't a spirit being. The Bible says the last Adam is made an alive spirit, which is Jesus. Now, when Jesus was born, he didn't have to be born again. 
Remember when Jesus talking to Nicodemus, he says, Nicodemus, he said, you cannot enter to the kingdom of God until you are born again. And Nicodemus, again, this shows you how the flesh mind can't comprehend the things of the spirit. He says, well, how can I enter back into my mother's womb? The Lord said, how is it that you're supposed to be a teacher of the law to Israel and you can't understand this principle? He said, I'm not talking about you have to become a, a fetus again and enter into the womb in the natural. He says, you have to be born of the Spirit. So when Jesus came along, he didn't have to be born again because he was born a spirit. He could fellowship with God. This is why Jesus would say things like, remember I just talked to you about, you speak the language from the environment you live in. Jesus said this. He said, the words that I speak are the words that I hear my father speak. So he, was, he just learned to, to speak the language of the Spirit. If you want to have a good prayer life, and I'm talking about good prayer where it's not, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta go pray. And it's like every five minutes you feel like you've been there an hour. You don't enjoy it, you, you hate it. You, you're only doing it because it's a discipline and everybody says you gotta pray if you're a Christian. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, it's like when you, when you get with a friend that you really love or you get with your spouse that you really love, conversation is easy. You just, you just, uh, my wife and I have a hot tub. And, and a lot of times, anytime we'll, we'll sit in the hot tub and we just talk. What about? I don't know. It's just because we love each other. The, the, the fellowship is easy. The conversation is easy. There is a place that when your spirit man is birthed and it matures, Prayer is easy. You look forward to it because then God talks to you. See, the, the natural man can't hear God's voice. And that's why people say, I just, it, it's difficult for me to pray because I feel like I'm the only one talking and God doesn't talk to me. Well, it's because you can't hear what the Spirit is saying. The Bible says, he that hath an ear, what? Let him hear what the Spirit has to say. When you read the letters to the seven churches in Revelations, every one of them says this. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit hath to say unto the church. And so the Lord is, is talking about, you have to, you can't feed your old man, all right? The one you feed is the one that leads. And so people that never pray, Lack of prayer is starvation to your spirit man, but it's a great meal to your natural man. Watching a, a movie that you shouldn't watch will kill your spirit, but it will empower your old man. So every action you do is feeding something. Which man are you feeding? You know, people, they go, well, you know, they're crisis-driven, so the only time they pray is when they have crisis, or the only time they go to church is for a funeral or a wedding or Easter or Christmas or else some disasters happen. I've had people over the years would never come to prayer meeting on Saturday until something bad happened, and then they show up on Saturday morning weeping and crying and want us all to pray because there's disaster that's happened. Prayer and relationship with God is motivated out of love. 
and not crisis. And so there's a verse that talks about that the word of God is like a sword and it divides asunder soul and spirit. What it does is it separates your flesh man from your spirit man. And one verse says this, and I mean, there's just, just in the New Testament alone, the word spirit is at least 225 times. And the Bible talked about it. He said the word of God is like a sword that pierces and it divides, it separates the soul from the spirit. Relationship with God that's victorious only comes when your spirit man is strong. And then it's easy to fellowship with God. Why? Because you're like him. You have the same nature, the same appetites, the same desires, the same dislikes. And just, you can't wait to be in the presence of the Lord. Um, there are probably hundreds of books that are written on this subject. But I can tell you this, that the only way that you will ever be strong in God is prayer. Yesterday, I, I normally have my prayer time in the mornings. And yesterday I, I had to have a physical. And uh, so my morning was taken up and, and the day got away. And by the time I got home, um, I was tired and it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I have a routine and, you know, I like to stay in shape. And so I lift weights and I do cardio. And then I want my spirit man to be strong. So I go pray because that's my working out for my spirit man. And I sat down in my easy chair and had a cup of coffee and I thought, well, maybe I'll just wait till tomorrow. And then I thought, you know, if I want to be successful and meet my goals, then I got to get up out of this chair and I got to go to the gym and then I got to go to the woods and pray. And I did both of them. Why? Because I want my spirit man to be strong and I want my flesh man to be brought under control. And so there's a lot of people that can feel the presence of God, you know, but they don't know how to draw it. They have to have somebody else that starts the process that gets the anointing flowing and gets the Spirit of God moving and then they can enjoy it. Be someone who is able on your own to have a relationship with the Lord and you don't need somebody else to pray for you and lay hands on you and encourage you. Um, I, I very rarely, maybe, I can't think the last time, the last few years, I've had something happen that I had to, I felt, like, well, I'm gonna have to have call somebody and have them pray for me. I've learned that when something happens, I have authority because I'm in the spirit. And see, you and I, we, we live in natural bodies, I know that. 
And, you know, you can't stop from being hungry and you can't stop emotions that you have and feelings you have. That's just part of being human. And the Lord said, though we live in a natural tabernacle, we are spirit beings. We're born again, not in the physical, but we're born again in the spirit. God is a spirit, and then it says, he seeketh, and they that worship him must worship him, must, in spirit and in truth. There are two things here, he says, spirit and in truth. So the only way that, that you can worship God, and, and I think that we misunderstand the word worship. I, I remember hearing a preacher, and I would have quaked in my shoes to say this. He said, God's an egomaniac because he just wants everybody to fall down and worship him. Well, he is our creator. We wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for God. But can I tell you, I don't think that the worship that God's looking for is where we're just all on our faces 24 hours a day saying, oh, you're so great and you're so awesome. That's not what he's looking for. He's looking for people that just have relationship with him. That, yes, I understand that the breath that I breathe comes from you, Lord. And I know that everything I have is because of you. But I just love you. I enjoy being with you. And, and I think in heaven, it won't be just us standing around with halos and white robes crying, holy, 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 as for billions of years. I think we're going to have a relationship with the Lord where sometimes we just sit and talk with him and, and he talks with us. And it's just fellowship. And he said, then you got to do it in truth. In other words, you got to do it God's way. If you want to be victorious, you've got to crucify the old man, and then you've got to empower your spirit man, because the one that is dominant is the one that's going to have a relationship with God. And so then when your flesh man is dominant, then you live in frustration, you live in discouragement, you live in defeat, or else you can empower your spirit man. And, you know, not just going to church, but the greatest power of empowering your spirit man is on a daily basis, the fellowship with the spirit, that we are born of God, we're born of the spirit. So. I hope this has helped you today. Uh, by no means am I, I don't want to make you feel condemned. I'm just trying to give you some things I think that, out of my own experience, make you strong in God. Listen, you are going to be victorious. Many of you are. Some of you right now saying, amen, Pastor Kent. We see this. We walk in. I know you do. God's got a remnant. Great days ahead of us. Till I see you again, God bless you. I love you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.